What a day it's already been. My God, I think it started at 7-ish. And it's, what, 10.30 now? But our two-year-old came in this morning and wanted his milk, which he usually doesn't take this early, but he ended up having it. And needless to say, he wasn't feeling good after that and decided to projectile vomit all over me. So that's how I started my morning. But you know what really, I mean, I get that this whole Corona thing is going around, but that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, Rona, if this is you, God help me. Because with all the news and all the worldwide spread that you've been hearing about and seeing, that's the first thing that came to my mind today after he threw up. And And yeah, he threw up again. He threw up after I cleaned everything up. We cleaned, did all the laundry. And as soon as he came back into the bed, he did it all for me again. (laughs) Thankfully, though, um, he's okay. I think it was just the milk that he had drank. But it was scary for like a second there. It took me, I took a minute to just say to myself, God, please don't let this be in our house with everybody else throughout the world experiencing this god help them but this is this is a scary stressful time right now and going through that moment of just oh my god what's happening it was really bad yeah i mean i could see why you know we would think that because we're seeing a lot of atypical presentations with this disease um you're not just seeing the respiratory complaints where, you know, you're getting a cough, shortness of breath, and fever. Some patients are presenting as nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. And thankfully, you don't see it in um, children as much. Thankfully, but you know, the fact that uh, these kind of symptoms are occurring is, you know, it's what's what's what kind of sparks that tension. Yeah, and so that's what that's what makes it confusing as a physician, you know. And you know when you have patients coming in, you know who are complaining of loss of sense, um, loss of taste, and loss of smell. That's you know, and you're completely thinking on a different, you know, pathway where you're thinking does someone have a stroke, and they're ending up testing positive for coronavirus. There's just so many ways that this disease is manifesting. Uh, as opposed to the common presentation where you're getting the respiratory, um, typical respiratory symptoms. Like coughing and wheezing or shortness of breath, things like that, right? Yeah. But I think in this episode, we wanted to talk about what the actual COVID-19 infection is. I know whoever's listening to this um, has been... You know, you've probably heard on the news of what the coronavirus is and how it can be transmitted. But um, we just want to take this time to talk about the coronavirus um, so that you can get the information um, if you don't have or haven't really been listening to the news. Um, So one of the main things about the disease is that it's a highly contagious disease and um, it's a respiratory disease 
disease mainly, um, which means that it can spread very quickly. So unlike the flu, which has a transmission rate of 1 to 1, this has a transmission rate of about 2.6, so it can affect about 3 people. And so you can see if you know one person has it and then they can infect three other people, they can then on they can then infect three more or nine other people, and you can see how exponentially it rises and spreads like wildfire. But the unique thing about this disease is that it also has a slow onset, uh, which means that its incubation period is 14 days. And that's why we are telling patients to quarantine for two weeks because you can present with this disease on the 14th day and um, and manifest with symptoms. Um, what's, uh, in, and sometimes you may not even have any symptoms at all, and those are the carriers. You know, they are carrying the disease. They're not having any uh, manifestation of the disease itself, but they can go around spreading it to other people who can you know, get infected and get severely ill. And that's why that's why it's so important to test people uh, to figure out who's positive and who's negative. Well, that's what's frustrating about all of this is that people who have a name for themselves, people who are on television or celebrities who are getting tested are not even showing any symptoms. And they, I mean, yes, some of them are positive, but the ones who actually need to be tested, which is everyone, I mean, that's that should be the case, but it's not. But the ones who really need to be tested right now are the ones who are on the front lines. Like, They're the ones who actually need to be um, tested and screened to see if they have it or if they're carriers. Because if they don't know if they have it or not, what if they start spreading it to their patients? You know? Yeah, and that's, and that's the fear. If you're not going to test the frontline workers, the healthcare providers, they don't know who they're transmitting it to, and you know you could just make the you know you could just make things a lot more worse than it actually is because there are going to be patients who are you know who don't have any symptoms that that you can infect just because you've been seeing patients who are positive or you could be a carrier yourself. Um, the only way to get tested right now in the United States as a healthcare worker is if you only have symptoms if you don't have any symptoms you keep on working so you don't know what you're bringing home and you can take all the precaution in the world at the hospital which is fine and great but when you come home and you know you take a shower and you clean yourself off you still don't know if you're a carrier so you have to isolate from your own family which has been crazy i mean we've been sleeping in different rooms now yeah, I mean, ever since you went back to work, it's like everything is different. You're coming home, you're taking your precautions, you're showering. I mean, you did that before too, but you're just basically separating yourself from us. And I mean, it's hard living in the same house, but you have to be able to do that because you don't know if you're carrying it or not. And that's the reality of what we're living with right now. We don't know um, who has it and who doesn't. That's just... That's just what we're dealing with. That's our new normal. Yeah, and I can't even hug or kiss, you know, our own son because, you know, I don't want to transmit anything to him. You know, thankfully, it's you're, we're not seeing many kids who are being infected with this 
virus, which is great, but you never know. So you just got to keep your distance from everyone right now. Um, but the, coming back to what the coronavirus, you know, and the actual disease, you know, the way it's spread is mainly through respiratory droplets. So if someone coughs or sneezes and you either walk past them or you're talking to them, that's one of the, that's the main reason why um, people can get infected because those rep- respiratory droplets, if you're not keeping a safe distance, safe distance from them can be transmitted to you now it can also be spread through the surfaces um so if you are sitting at a desk that hasn't been wiped with alcohol swabs um and you touch that desk and then you go ahead and touch your face that's another way it could be transmitted so you have to wipe all the surfaces down and 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 then um, not only at work but at home, so that and and limit touching your face because, um, you know you can you can transmit it, um, like that as well. Washing your hands with soap is another way of doing of of preventing the spread because the virus does get killed when you wash your hands with soap, and also using um you know the the Purell or the hand sanitizers. Well, another thing you should be doing is if you are outside and you're getting um you know your essentials or groceries make sure you have a designated area in the house that you're um, using just to disinfect all your groceries as far as the plastic and the stainless steel cans or anything um i mean i do everything now i just wear some gloves and do everything because you never know what's what's on what but I mean, it's just another process now that we're getting used to, and it, it's just, it sucks, but um, you have to be safe. You have to be able to, you know, try to prevent something rather than, um, you know, just letting it spread like wildfire. Um, other unique things about this disease um, are the fact that you know, it can also be spread through aerosols. So if someone's at the hospital and they receive um, high flow and they need high flow oxygen or they need a breathing treatment or they uh, need to be intubated, um, it can last in the air for about three hours. So if, a, you know, a healthcare worker walks into the room in a patient who's um, just received a breathing treatment or has been intubated, that's another way uh, it could be transmitted. This disease has been, you know, it's very lethal. It's actually 10 times more lethal than the flu. So whoever said that this is just like the flu was absolutely wrong because it causes a lot more hospitalizations than the flu does. In fact, 10 to 20% of patients who are being infected with COVID-19 are being hospitalized and it is has an has a higher more morbidity and mortality rate than the flu does um our elderly people are the most vulnerable so anyone who's immunocompromised um such as living with diabetes or has heart disease or you know has cancer and is, and is receiving chemo or immunotherapy and are immunosuppressed 
those are the people who are higher risk of getting this disease and um you know they you know and have a higher risk of passing away from it but it's not just limited to them you're seeing it in a lot of middle-aged people and even even young adults who are being put on a ventilator because it is causing it's wreaking havoc within the body and the body's producing such a strong immune response that's causing you know even young adults to you know die from this and that's the scary part yeah i mean all those spring breakers who went on vacation because they avoided um listening to what the cdc said i mean they're suffering now there's so many kids who are being tested positive. I think UT Austin said there was 44 students who tested positive for COVID-19 after they chartered a flight to Cabo San Lucas. I mean, you have to be really ignorant to think that just because you're young and you're healthy, that you can't get sick or you can't transmit it to somebody who is immunocompromised or is elderly or even younger than you. Like, this is what is is going on now you know that's what's that's the reality like nobody is safe you have to protect yourself you have to protect others and the the more you protect yourself and the more you isolate and quarantine yourself that's what's going to help um flatten this curve and that's what's going to help the um burden lift be lifted for all the hospitals and healthcare providers so that they can actually focus on the ones who are really ill. Yeah, and and that's absolutely right. I mean, the the only way you can protect yourself and I think um, you know, as a concerned citizen or even as a healthcare provider is to just wear a mask. Um, if you want to go outside and wear a mask and wear gloves, um, you are actually protecting yourself quite a bit because you reduce the rate of transmission by about 60 to 80 percent just by wearing a simple mask Um, so that helps a lot it's better than going outside without any uh, protection at all so as long as you keep your distance and wearing a mask and you wash your hands with soap you will be protected and you can um, safely be um no, you can safely not get infected. Well, I mean, it's not guaranteed, but you're going to limit the the um, amount of exposure you're going to be, you know, putting yourself. Yeah, and that's at the point. Too. Yeah, you're you're limiting the exposure, right? And so, the more you protect yourself, and the more diligent you are, um, the safer you will be. So, I mean, that's that's basically what. Um, those are the common symptoms that I'm personally seeing in the hospital. And, you know, we just wanted to present, you know, how this, what coronavirus is and how it's transmitted just so that people can get a general idea of how contagious and how severe this disease is. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that there's no vaccine out yet and they're saying it's going to take at least a year to a year and a half, um, we're going to see waves of this. This is not going away anytime soon. It might might lighten up, hopefully, in the summer. I mean, we're hoping and praying, but 
it's probably going to come back in the fall and in the winter time. So we're probably going to have to do this all over again, you know, self-isolate, quarantine. But hopefully we're much more prepared then than we are now. I mean, nobody wants to get sick. Nobody wants to see family members sick. You know, at ours family, actually, one of their family members, actually, I want to say the whole family um, in New Jersey is is dealing with this right now. Like, they are ill. They're sick. Two of them are in the hospital. One of them, thankfully, is um, out of the hospital now. But this is what our reality is. We're dealing with this craziness and this virus that is impacting so many people's lives. And the fact that you can't even come near your loved ones when they are severely sick in the hospital that just breaks my heart because you don't know what what's going to happen the ones that are on ventilators or are already you know immunocompromised and they're having trouble fighting this illness um from a very you know like they don't have that they don't have the strength to do it so that's what's that's what's really sad so we all have to be in this together. We have to self-quarantine and just listen to the experts and stay at home, wash your hands, do whatever you can to keep you and your family safe. I mean, yeah, go outside and take the fresh air and go on walks, but be careful and um, try to avoid large gatherings because this is the time we are really called to our action we have to be able to just hunker down and stay inside and pray that they come up with a great vaccine that people can actually benefit from and and yeah i mean this is uh this is our new normal right now so hope everybody is staying safe and we'll get through this together